Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, well, today is a very special episode. I actually recorded this once before, but at the time, I was not wearing my tinfoil hat here, and um, you got to be careful. You can't be too careful. There are a lot of powers out there that try to read your mind and control your mind. And not only can they read it, but they can send signals and control it. And uh, I'm, I'm sick of being used as a tool for white supremacy. I'm sick of being a, a, a just a mouthpiece for white supremacists everywhere. Even on the screen, you can see right now, this is a white supremacist. Baked Alaska, here he is. Yeah, he might be a white supremacist. I actually don't even know that. But uh, yeah, he's a, he's a YouTuber. He's a YouTuber. We're going to look at one of his videos here. But um, a couple of interesting things here I wanted to mention. Uh, this is going to be a tough episode. This is, this is going to be a lot of crazy, wild things we're going to talk about today. And so I've got here a, uh, I'm drinking a, a Heady Topper. If you are a beer drinker in any way, I'm sure you've heard of Heady Topper. It is one of the most sought-after beers in the country just so happens to be brewed in the great state of Vermont. So even in Vermont, it's kind of hard to get. But um, if, if, you, if you've ever had one, they are fantastic. Mwah. And so I'm going to have a heady topper here. Just a little bit, uh, just a little bit to, uh, to calm me down. I don't want to get too crazy with this conspiracy stuff. I also have my new, my new uh, motto over here, Serenity Now. Serenity Now. Whenever I get too worked up, that's what you got to say. Serenity now. But anyway, we want to talk about some conspiracy theories today. And I've actually, the wife and I have been watching um, the show The X-Files. I don't know if you ever watched The X-Files back in the 90s, but I watched some of it. I was a little too young when it first started, but um, I really enjoyed it. It's very kind of a scary show, kind of a kind of a drama at the same time. It's about two, two FBI agents who fight the power, you know, trying to figure out all the, the government conspiracies that are going on there. They're, you know, trying to figure out if the, the paranormal really exists or if aliens really exist. And so, you know, just I learned from my years of watching The X-Files that, you know, the, the aliens can't read your brainwaves if you wear the tinfoil hat. So I, I would recommend if you normally listen to me on podcast that you get the video out for this one. There'll be some, there'll be some uh, visuals here. Ah, Eddie Topper. Very good. Very good. But here's the thing about conspiracy theories, right? If you've ever, I'm into conspiracy theories. I like I like researching them. I like finding out what people have to say. I like, you know, the UFO phenomenon. Super interesting to me. Very interesting to me. And the thing about the UFO phenomenon and, and most conspiracy theories is they're usually kind of based on truth. So in other words, what people will do, what conspiracy theorists will do, is they'll take some facts, so things that aren't really debatable, so things that are documented, that that really did happen, maybe they're unexplainable, maybe they're not, but what they do is they take facts, and then they connect them in weird ways, and then start to put motivations behind the thing. So for example, there are people that are called 9-11 truthers, you've heard about, you've heard of this, right? 9-11 truthers, they, 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 they think that the, the story about 9-11 is very hard to believe. There's facts about the story that don't add up. But you see, that's not enough to make you a conspiracy theorist. All, that's, all that is, 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 it sort of makes you kind of a skeptic, right? So if you say, hey, this fact over here about the 9-11 uh, terror attacks doesn't make sense, and this one doesn't make sense, and things, that doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. What makes you a conspiracy theorist is when you say, and it was Trump who did it. Or, or yeah, and it was Cheney. Dick Cheney was the one who did it. 
it was a false flag operation. Yeah, that's it was the aliens who did it. Like that's what makes you a conspiracy theorist. When you, when you take these facts that maybe don't make so much sense, and then you tell me that it's like this big conspiracy, this big, you know, there's there's motivations and people doing things. That that's what makes you a conspiracy theorist. And I'm gonna give you an example of a conspiracy theorist, and this is a guy named Tariq Nasheed. Now Tariq Nasheed in this um, YouTube video is debating a guy named Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor would describe himself as a white nationalist. Uh, I don't think I don't think he would shy away from that that label. And if he would, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to misrepresent him or anything. But but his views are very white nationalistic. Um, he's a very interesting character. In fact, all of the people on this this video, if you have a chance, if you have two hours, <laughs> all of the people on this video are extremely interesting characters. But what I want to play for you is I want to play a wild conspiracy theorist. This guy Tariq Nasheed is a prototypical conspiracy theorist. Let's hear what he has to say. Now, this this topic is about the question at debate here. Uh, over, you know, the question up for debate is, is the United States a white supremacist nation? And as you're thinking about this video, I want you to think of all the people from Gospel Coalition, all the Christian leaders that have been telling you over the last few years that the United States is a white supremacist nation. Yes. So the topic is, is America a white supremacist country? Not only is America a white supremacist country, we live in a complete white supremacist um, world. The whole entire planet is completely dominated in all areas of activity by... Hold on a second. Let me adjust my uh, my tinfoil hat. I got, you can't be too careful because we live in a white supremacist world. Systematic white supremacy. Not only is white supremacy a system, white supremacy is a religion, and I'm going to prove that on today's show. And in a religion, there has to be a God. There has to... Spoiler alert, he does not prove it. <laughs> but here, isn't it white supremacy? It's, it's a white supremacist world, and it's a religion. So let's hear him out. Be a devil. White people who believe in white supremacy have made themselves into the gods. Black people are the devil, and there is no beginning in or end to this um, system of mistreatment of black people. It's a boogeyman concept. In, in horror movies, you have the boogeyman like Freddy Krueger, like Jason, like Michael Myers. And what makes these movies turn into franchises is that you don't know the origin of these monsters and you don't know how to get rid of the monsters. And that way you can scare people into perpetuity. The white supremacists have done this with systematic racism. Black mm -hmm. people are the boogeyman. I'm going to scare you, give me money for the next religious service. So that's what I'm going to prove today that white supremacist, white supremacy is a complete global system that dominates all areas of activity. All right. Uh, well, well then, <laughs> that's, that is a conspiracy theorist. That is quite a yarn this guy's spinning. And I have to say, I can, I can disprove it just from his, this, this, this presentation, because if we're really white supremacist, why is it that, Jason and 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 uh, and all these other boogeymen that he was talking about from the movies, Freddy, Freddy Krueger, you know these guys. How come they're all white? <laughs> what kind of a white supremacy is that? <laughs> oh man! But you know, here's the thing, though. So, so those are some wild accusations. Wild accusations. If you watch the rest of this video, you will hear him explicitly say that there is a white cabal 
out there. And and Jared Taylor, the the white guy in this debate, he's about to say, hey, well, you know, what kind of white supremacy is this? Like, there's a lot of Asian countries that are doing better than us. So if, if white supremacists run, run the world, then why aren't they doing the best in every category? Why are some Asian co- countries out, out competing us if we're running the world? And his answer is basically, well, what they what the thing about white supremacists is that that they'll allow Asians to be successful because really the main goal of white supremacists is to slay this dragon, to slay this enemy, this devil. And everything that white supremacists do, every decision that's made, every country that's allowed to succeed, every trade agreement, every single moment of every single day, everything that happens is done to keep the devil down. And and to white supremacists, the devil is the black man. And so everything that happens in the world is all intentionally to keep the black man down. That's wild. That's wild. I don't know where he comes up with this stuff, but that is wild. And so that's the thing. So, so that's what a, a racial kind of conspiracy theorist is. And I wanted you to think about Gospel Coalition. I wanted you to think about the Christian leaders that, that you hear saying the same kinds of things about white supremacy. Maybe not as, as crazy, but I want you to think about them for a second. You know, you might say to me, hey, Adam, now that's, that's a straw man. You, you, pick the, you tried to find the biggest wackadoodle out there, and there's nobody that's credible, nobody that's given a hearing that, that talks like this in Christian circles. And I'm sorry to say that that's just simply not the case. Now, I have no idea what Tariq Nasheed's religion is. I don't really care. I would imagine he's probably not a Christian. But it wouldn't surprise me if he was a Christian. Now, because here's the thing. You know who's a conspiracy theorist? There's a picture I found on uh, on Pulpit and Pen. Now, I, I saw this picture when it was tweeted out by Russell Moore um, at the time, because this is right around the time when I was starting to engage heavily in this discussion. And this is a picture of, of it's kind of like a Last Supper kind of picture, right? Everyone's at the table having a lunch at the MLK 50 conference. And what do we have here? Look, look, look who's in this picture. We've got Russell Moore, mover and shaker. No one would question that this guy doesn't have influence. He has influence. Got Matt Chandler, another one of these guys, influential. I can't quite make out who's back here, but I know this guy's another influential guy. And then we've got Mika Edmondson, his wife Christina, and who do we have over here in this corner? This is Kyle Howard. This is Kyle Howard at the Movers and Shakers breakfast or lunch or whatever. He's sitting at the right hand of power in Big Eva circles, you know what I mean? And this guy is on the level of a conspiracy theorist as Tariq Nasheed here. He said he believes they have such a similar worldview when it comes to white supremacy. There was a there was a tweet storm that came out from from Kyle that talked about how, you know, Asians used to be, you know, you know, close with blacks and they used to identify and help them out. But then white people what got they got together and decided to give Asians um, privilege. They decided to give them some industries and some economic influence. And the reason that they did that was to keep the black man down. They were getting too chummy. And so whites strategically got together and they said, hey, let's give, we got to give these Asians some, some power just to keep the black man down. Now that's crazy. That's a conspiracy theory. And here is a conspiracy theorist, a full-fledged wackadoodle conspiracy theorist sitting at the table with all of the movers and shakers of the Southern Baptist Convention, all of them gospel coalition people that are telling you that the United States is a white supremacist organization. That's what you're getting. These people are absolutely influential. Kyle J. Howard is an influential person. People listen to him. People listen to him. I'm not saying he's like the most influential person out there, but here he is at the table of influence. So here, here's the reality. Like 
you don't think that what I just played from Tariq Nasheed is, is, is popular? Oh, it is. Oh, it is, baby. Maybe if they were wearing their, uh, their hats, maybe, maybe they'd be protected a little bit more. But, um, but anyway, yeah, so there's a conspiracy theory. I mean, racial conspiracy theories abound these days. All you have to do is, is really, you know, when somebody tells you that so-and-so is a white supremacist, prove it. Prove it. And they'll never prove it. They'll ju- they'll just try to make all these weird connections the way you know the way a the way a flat earther would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Th- these people are on the level of flat earthers. That's that's how crazy their ideas are. They're crazy. They're absolutely crazy. That's why you get things like and this is how a conspiracy theory mind works. For example, so so this past few weeks we've had a number of, of mass uh, mass killings. One of them was in Sri Lanka, right? We had uh, we had a terror attack. A couple Muslims, you know, attacked uh, some churches in Sri Lanka and killed some Christians, right? Now, you would think that, okay, the perpetrators were um, not white. The victims were not white. What does this have to do with white supremacy? Well, you must have your hat on too, your tinfoil hat, because if you were uh, in the know, (laughs) if you were in the know here, you would know that that clearly has something to do with white supremacy. That's a conspiracy, you see, Thabiti Anyabwili said, hey, this is, this is just more proof that uh, we need to come stronger against white supremacy. Now, I ask you, what, what rational person saw what happened there in Sri Lanka and says, oh, yeah, white people, white supremacy is to blame for this one? I mean, you got to be a real special conspiracy theorist to think that way. You know, there's, you know, th- there was a shooting uh, just a couple days ago, the Orthodox Presbyterian teenager who, uh, who shot up a church. I'm not sorry. He didn't shoot up a church. He shot up a synagogue and killed the lady. And uh, of course, in our churches, we teach a gospel that is friendly to white supremacy. You see what I'm saying? So, so our churches don't preach against white supremacy enough, and our gospel is compatible with white supremacy. Therefore, that's our fault. That's that, that's that's the church's fault. See, that's how a conspiracy theory mind works. Everything is because the church is white supremacist or the United States is white supremacist. And it can't be that there's just a, a wackadoodle, you know, you know, crazy person who hates God and hates the image of God, and so he wants to kill people who bear the image of God. No, it can't be that. That's too biblical. <laughs> we got to go with the conspiracy theory that our churches teach white supremacy or at least friendly to white supremacy. This guy right here in this picture was talking about that. This is Mika Edmondson. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Anyway, so, so, so here's the thing. That's how a conspiracy theory mind worked. A lot of these people are conspiracy theorists, these racial conspiracy theorists. That's what they do. They put forward conspiracy theories. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not that against conspiracy theories. I like conspiracy theories. In fact, I like conspiracy theories that, you know, Maybe I should rephrase that. Maybe I don't like conspiracy theories, but I do like when you have, you know, things that you can actually demonstrate and prove that are true and you don't go the, you don't go the whole way as far as making, you know, the crazy conspiracy connections. You just give the facts and this is the situation. So here's the thing. People have called me a conspiracy theorist before and people like me because they would say, oh, well, you're just, you're just, you just think everyone's trying to promote Marxism. You think everyone's just trying to secretly bring in Marxism. And there's, they have meetings, secret meetings, where they do all this planning to, to, to bring in Marxism. And, you know, that may or may not be true, but, but that's not actually what I think. What I think is that Marxism has clearly influenced a lot of the teachings 
regarding racial reconciliation, regarding social justice, regarding all of these things in the modern church. That's what I've said. Whether whether it's intentional or not, Marxism has clearly influenced these these ideas, these ideas clearly. Um, and I don't I don't try to to you know impugn their motivations. I don't say why it's happening. I don't say that they're just trying to hold you know the, the Latino down or anything like that. No, I just say this is happening. And lo and behold, what do we have here? Here we have an opinion piece that yours truly was quoted in. I was not wearing my tinfoil hat at the time, so I cannot say whether or not I was being influenced by outside sources. But uh, this is by a, a professor, Molly Worthen. And I talked to her for about 90 minutes or so. We had a lot of interesting you know, conversation. I think she was quite surprised that I was as reasonable as I was. <laughs> I think she was quite surprised. And uh, she quotes me very nice. You know, the, the quotes that she uh, attributes to me were, were all true and they're taken in context. Good on her. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, but she also talks apparently to uh, Walter Strickland, who is a professor um, who I have engaged with, you know, a little bit before. He was part of that panel, that panel that I roasted, how 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 not to talk about race. Boy, <laughs> that was a good one. That was a doozy. But anyway, here's listen to this. This is very interesting. She says, she's talking. She's talking about Walter Strickland. She says, but it is significant that Mr. Strickland has brought a thinker like Dr. Cohn into the heart of the conservative Southern Baptist Convention. Dr. James Cohn is who she's talking about. He's the Black Liberation Theology guy. You know, he's the guy that, that uh, you know, talks about blackness and whiteness and, ooh, whiteness is the devil. She continues. She says, Mr. Strickland spent years studying in majority white evangelical schools where he mastered the idiom of the Christian right. When he speaks to conservative white congregations, he is careful. Quote, while Cohn's ideas are in play, I don't mention him by name because I don't want to put unnecessary stumbling blocks in their way. End quote. Now, this is very interesting. Look at what happens next. Then Molly, the author of this article, says, Scripture's authority comes first. And then she goes back to quoting Mr. Strickland, quote, if I'm able to demonstrate that this black man in front of them has read the Bible, I gain credit with them. Well, let me just say this, good on those Christians, those white Christians, for not taking anyone's word for it, but only doing it if they can take the Bible seriously. Good on them. Good on them. But notice here what's happening. Walter Strickland is teaching people the ideas of James Cone, a legitimate heretic. James Cone is an apostate. James Cone is, he hates the Lord. He's teaching Cone's ideas, but he doesn't cite Cone because he knows if he cites Cone, he, people are going to be like, yeah, that's, that's not biblical. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't cite Cone. He wants you to think that he's getting these ideas from the scripture, but he is not. He is not. These ideas are coming from somewhere else, and he's using scripture to pretend like, you know, they they um, they um, they come from the Bible, but they don't. You see, if I'm if I'm citing somebody, if I'm teaching you someone's ideas, I'm gonna tell you because I'm not worried about you know you know you thinking that my ideas are are unbiblical because hopefully I've done a good job you know vetting them through the scripture. So when I cite Rush Dooney, for example, right, Rush Dooney has some problems. There's no, there's no question about that. Rush Dooney has some problems, but the parts of, of Rush Dooney that I you know believe and I and I and I and I put forward. I believe are completely biblical, so I don't have a problem telling you that I'm citing Rush Dooney or someone like that. You see, Strickland here is like, well, you know, I don't want to cite Cone. 
And there's a reason he's trying to hide that from you. And the reality is that even if you, even if you, even if you give him com- completely pure motives, he just doesn't want to put a stumbling block in an idea that he thinks is fully biblical. This proves exactly what I've been saying. This means I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Because all I've been saying is that Marxism has influenced the thinking of these people in these areas. And guess what? Here's Walter Strickland admitting it. Because James Cone's black liberation theology comes from Marxism. It's a Marxist ideology. I mean, even Dr. Anthony Bradley, I mean, you, you, we've talked about him before, too. He is no, he is no friend to, the, uh, to people like me. I mean, he does not like the people that are, stand against the social justice movement at all. But even he understands that black liberation theology is heavily influenced by Marxism. So you see, I'm not saying there's a secret cabal of people that intentionally are trying to trip you up. I don't know if Mr. Strickland's intentionally trying to trip you up, but I do know one thing. He is intentionally hiding the fact that he is teaching some aspects of black liberation theology. And he doesn't cite it because if he cites it, then you might think it's unbiblical. I mean, <laughs> that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just the facts. He actually had an article that tries to tries to like explain this a little further. And some people were saying, oh, this is so helpful, this explanation. This is not helpful at all. This is not helpful at all. I mean, in this article, he says, well, I'm just, I'm just putting forward the sociology of James Cone, not the theology. I've got problems with the theology, but I think he was asking a lot of the right questions and he was talking about systemic injustice and things like that. But you see, the thing is, James Cone doesn't actually ask the right questions either. James Cone's foundations are rotten. And so the chances of him asking the right questions are super low, especially in a Christian context. And the reality is, if you're bringing his sociology and putting it in a theology type of a class, in other words, you're trying to put a veneer of Christianity on his sociology, that's a problem because you should be deriving that stuff from the scripture itself. The scripture gives you the categories. And that's why you get people like Walter Strickland and, and others, you know, talking about blackness and whiteness and, and how, you know, race, black people can't be racist. Racism is a sin, but, but black people can't commit that sin. And it's like, that, none of that comes from the Bible. <laughs> none of that comes from the Bible. So this clarification doesn't exonerate him from anything. We were exactly right. Marxism is affecting the way that Walter Strickland teaches. And he's found a way to pretend like scripture comports with it, but it does not. It does not. I want to show you one more thing before we end here. This is a slide uh, someone posted. I don't know where it's from, and I don't really care, but this, this is a very instructive slide. You ever wonder how you became a white supremacist overnight and how you became part of this white cabal? Actually, let me take off this hat. Let me take off my, uh, my tinfoil hat here. You, you are part of the white cabal that runs the world. Did you know that? And, you know, here's the signs that someone is part of this. Ready? Here are the characteristics of white supremacy. Get this, ready? Perfectionism, sense of urgency. If you have a sense of urgency, that means you could be a white supremacist. Defensiveness, quantity over quality, worship of the written word. I think about what was said earlier about how 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 Walter Strickland gets credibility by by saying that the scripture comes first, the authority of the scripture comes first. You see, I don't look to get a, a credibility through that. I don't look to get credibility through that. All I look, to, all I try to do when I say that Scripture comes first is I, I, I try to make sure that it's informing my worldview in every possible way. That's what I do. It's not about getting credibility so I can teach other things. It's about 
showing you that scripture defines these things. They, they, my, you know, my, hopefully my worldview comes from it. That's what it's about. Only one right way, paternalism, either or thinking, power hoarding, fear of open conflict, individualism. I'm the only one. Progress is bigger. Objectivity. Objectivity is a sign, a characteristic of white supremacy. Objectivity. And right to comfort. Wow. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Thank you.